accept the text. Because God was talking to me. He said, Rich, I don't want you to let midnight last too long. And, and, and I was praying about it. And he, he showed me Psalm 9 and 9. And when I began to look at the text, I looked at Psalm 9 and I looked at Psalm 10. And what I discovered is, uh, according to the biblical scholars, they believe that David wrote both of those psalms shortly after he had defeated that giant named Goliath. Let me tell you something. When I read that, and then I thought about midnight, and how midnight can look like Goliaths in our life. And I, I, I was reading through Psalm 9 and Psalm 10. And I, I caught on to the attitude that God was allowing David to capture. When David looked up and said, he will be my friend in this midnight hour. He will be my strong tower in this midnight hour. He will be my refuge in this midnight hour. Listen, think about it. When you are faced with the Goliath experience in your life, it looks overwhelming. When David walked into that scene, he saw a whole army of Israelites standing there looking like soldiers until the giant walked out and taunted them. And then they turned around with their tail between their legs running in fear from one person named Goliath. Why? Because he looked huge. He looked like your midnight experience. That experience that looks overwhelming. That looks like there's no way you'll get through it. But David had had some other experiences with God. And, and so as I thought about this, the Holy Ghost reminded me, said, you know who was meeting the giant that day? This brother who had been on the backside of the wilderness, shepherding his father's sheep. And while he was shepherding the sheep, a bear showed up. And David had nobody to call on. The sheep are not fighting a bear. They will lay down and let the bear have his way. If David did not find strength from somewhere, the bear would take the sheep and David. And David said to Saul before he went out to fight Goliath, I defeated the bear with my bare hands. Yes. Then he said a lion showed up. <coughs> and you know the lion's the king of the jungle. It's not easy to defeat a lion, even with great big present-day weapons. A lot of folk can't take down a lion. But David said, even a lion showed up, and I defeated him with my own hands. I, I don't know if y'all are feeling me. Amen. But in the midnight hour, yeah. it feels like a lion or the bear or the lion has shown up, and we can become so overwhelmed that if we don't draw on the help of the Lord, they will wipe us out. You're no mightier or weaker than the sheep that David was called to protect. 
I don't know if I'm making sense to you. Let me give you a little bit more. David, when he was writing these, this is the same David whose son, Absalom, decided I could be a better king than my father and rose up against his father, chased his father like a wild animal to kill his daddy so that he could have the kingdom. This is the same David who would play the harp to soothe the confused mind of King Saul. Yes. But Saul chased them down like a wild animal. And David had to run for his life because he honored the throne that Saul sat upon. He was the king. And he wouldn't turn against the king. That's who we're talking about who wrote Psalm 9 and Psalm 10. Family, this morning, no matter what you're going through, the midnight hour is going to come. But unless you have learned about God, unless in your midnight hour you've learned how to turn to the King, whose name is King Jesus, unless in the midnight hour you will find yourself so overwhelmed that quitting is more comforting than fighting. Yes. I don't know if I'm making sense to anybody today. Yes. One, one more thing that David went through, and when he went through this, I, 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 I read in uh, Samuel, where Samuel said David had to encourage himself in the Lord. What was he talking about? David, the warrior, who had a band of soldiers, who followed him in and through battles that they won, one battle after another battle. But they had left their families, their children, the elderly folk, back in their home place. And when they had finished the battle and were heading home, they saw smoke over the city that they were heading to. And when they saw the smoke, Something overwhelmed them. And they knew that when they got to the city, it wasn't going to be good. When they arrived, they discovered that nobody was home. All of their wives were gone. All of their children were gone. All of the parents were gone. All of the folk that they had left at home were gone. Tell me that's not a midnight hour. Yes. Tell me that when you return home and home is empty and the enemy has burned it to the ground, mm -hmm. that you are not experiencing a midnight hour. Mm -hmm. David's men began to turn on him and began to talk about killing David. Mm -hmm. And the Bible verse says that because David felt all alone, and threatened that David had to encourage himself in the Lord. Yeah. Oh Lord, yeah. I, must, yeah. I don't know if I'm yeah. getting through to anybody this morning or not. But I want you to look me in the eye. And I want you to understand that when midnight comes, yeah. you need to learn how to encourage yourself yeah. in the Lord. You need to know it's coming. 
you're going to always experience in one season or another a midnight hour. Yeah, that's right. But what do you do when the midnight hour comes? David began to write. And in Psalm 9 and 9, he said, The Lord will be my refuge. Yes. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. I don't care what it looks like. That's right. The Lord is called to be your refuge. I, I, I can try to counsel you with all the wisdom that I think I have. Yes, sir. But I can't give you better than God's Word can give Amen. you. Amen. And, and, and so the, the first point is that we need to learn how to encourage ourselves yes. in the Lord. Amen. He said in the verse, even a high place. And I want to help you to, to catch that according to the Hebrew. Because what the Hebrew was telling us in that verse, it actually meant height. When, 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 when he was talking about it, he said, look, I know that you're feeling down. I know everything seems to be climbing, closing in on you. But this is the time for you to climb up. Look up. Amen. Reach up. Yes, sir. Stretch up. Amen. Move up. Yes, sir. Don't get settled in the dark place. Amen. Because the dark place, you'll hurt your toe. Yes. In the dark place, you'll walk into the wall. Yes, sir. In the dark place, yes, your thoughts will have you all twisted up Amen. and confused. Yes. And you will miss out on the help that is available from the king. Amen. So he said, according to the Hebrew, he was really talking about moving up higher. He was talking about changing our altitude. My attitude got to go from the bottom to the high place. Anybody walking with me? Another description in the Hebrew, he said a rock or a crag, C-R-A-G. Jesus Christ is a rock in the weary land. But you can't get help from the rock if you stay in the bottom. And so in that song, he was saying, climb, look up. If you raise up, the enemy cannot reach. The closer you get to the mind of God, the less you will allow the thoughts of the enemy to invade your spirit. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm making sense to y'all or not. But when you look up, you become inaccessible. Because when you look up, you climb up. And as you climb up, the higher you go, the closer you are to the hand that is available to keep lifting you. And I guarantee you, the hand that will lift you is mightier than who will try to grab your foot and drag you back down. Amen. I don't know if y'all are walking with me. But I, I heard in uh, Genesis 1 where the Lord was speaking and he said, look, I want you to understand that uh, you might bruise his heel but he will crush your head. You got to be over top of him yes, to crush his head. Yes. <clears throat> in other words, the psalmist was alluding 
to places of security or a place of refuge. When midnight comes, everybody, we need to learn to declare like the psalmist declared. Look at, you know, don't turn to it, but I'm going to write it down. Psalm 18 and 2. This is the mindset that we need to have in the middle of midnight. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. He is my God, my strength in whom I will trust. He is my buckler and the horn of my salvation. And my what? My high top. The horn of my salvation. They, they have a place of safety in, 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 the, in the worship center where they could run and grab hold to the horn and hold on. And that was a safe place. If you were holding on to the horn, nobody could pull you away from it. Nobody could approach you. Nobody could take action against you because you are in the safe place. Yes. I don't know if I'm making sense to you. Psalm Amen. 48 and 3. This is the mindset when midnight comes. God has made himself known in her palaces as a refuge. I mean, let, me, let me slow down. I don't care how, how on the hall you think you're living. That's right. I, I don't care where you Got your money hidden out. I don't care what other people think about you because of the way you look or the way you talk or the way that you live. Everybody will go through a midnight hour. And he said, God has made himself known even in the high places, even in the palaces as a refuge. I don't know about y'all. Look, I've had some wonderful things in my life. But no matter how great it has been, I have needed a refuge. I have found that even in my great house, even in my great stuff, I don't care how threaded down I might look and how on top of it you might think I am. I've discovered that every now and then, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I would not be able to stay in that place that you think is so great. I need a high tower and a stronghold that is greater than every midnight hour that the enemy will ever present. I don't know if y'all are catching this, but family, I'm talking about a mindset. When the midnight hour comes. Yes. Psalm 99, what did he say? The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in the time of trouble. Yes. Let me break down the verse and then we'll quit. For the oppressed. That literally means for those who are crushed yes. and or broken. For the dejected. For the afflicted and even for the unhappy. Did y'all hear that? Yes. Another uh, Hebraic description of it is that it would be beaten into small pieces. You know how you can take a rock and just keep pounding on it and pounding on it and pounding on it until finally it looks like fine grains of sand. Yes. That's the condition that midnight hour can cause us to have and in the text he called that the oppressed you've been under it 
You've been beaten. You are being crushed. And you don't know how you're going to make it. Well, for the oppressed, what he meant was, no matter how oppressed you feel, there is a refuge. And his name is J-E-S-U-S. The other thing he said in, in the verse, y'all, he used the word midnight. And, and I want you to understand that the allusion, when he used that word, is to everyone who is wronged or downtrodden. Yes. to the victims of tyranny and injustice. And he was letting us know that all of these folk should count on the Lord God Almighty himself. Yes. I don't care how oppressed you are. Let me tell you a little secret. I, I grew up in Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. I grew up when I would go with my grandparents or my parents to a store. Mm -hmm. And when we got to the store, if my granddad or my grandmom or my dad or my mom even tried on a hat, they had to buy it. Because folk who didn't look like us did not want to buy a hat that had been on our head. That's Jim Crow. It was ugly. It was ugly when you were needed a drink of water. And it was around the backside. That's right in conditions that you wouldn't want to take your dog to. That's right. Come on. But there was one up front, Amen. clean and nice, yes, and one around back that was muddy and dirty and unkept. But if you wanted a drink of water, you had to go to the backside. That's right. Folk lived like that for hundreds of years. Yes, Lord. That's midnight, y'all. That's midnight. That's midnight when I was looking at the story about the brother and four and, and how they took four innocent men and accused them of something. And because they had the power over them, they could put them in jail for life, gun them down like they were dogs in the street. That they couldn't speak up for themselves because that was Jim Crow period. Yes, and we got folk living today they, they, they complain about what they're going through as if they have lived through something you haven't lived through something right, if you haven't been through right, slavery right. and Jim Crow I don't care how ugly you think it is today it does not match up that's right. to what those folk yeah. went through that's right. and they survived it mm -hmm. so that we could be here and we got the audacity to say I can't make it Right. Let me tell you how they made it. They made it because they would go out in the back and sing spirituals about a God who was a deliverer. They would declare, go down Moses and set my people free. Well, one, they thought, one person thought they were talking about Moses of the scripture. Yes, they were. But they were using it as code language. It's time to get ready to get up out of here because we are living in a dark place yes, Lord. that God didn't call us to. He's our deliverer. Yeah. He's our hope. Yes, it's time to get up yes. and rise up yes. so that we can get closer yes, to the deliverer yes. whose name is Jesus Christ. Yes. Psalm 912. Listen. For he who avenges the blood 
of his people shed unjustly remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. That is the poor and the humble. That's the amplified. That's midnight, y'all. You, you've been poor. You've been afflicted. You are going through something. But he hears your cry. Amen. Here's point two. Mm -hmm. He hears the cry of those who call him. Yes, if you're sitting there thinking you can get out of this, mm -hmm. you can make it. He's ready. Yes, he's willing. Mm -hmm. He's able. Yes, but he said, uh, I will draw near to you if you draw near to me. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In other words, he will hear you cry, but don't act like you're too good for him. Mm -hmm. Don't act like you can make it through life without him. That's right. You've got to recognize that in your midnight hour, you've got to cry out yes, and reach up and climb a little bit higher so that you can get to that refuge, that rock, that crag that will be out of the reach of the enemy and in the arms, the safekeeping arms, the loving arms of Almighty God. When midnight comes, y'all, that, that God is our refuge in the time of trouble, a refuge not only for the oppressed, but for everyone who is in trouble. Look, I, I told you as God was talking to me, because I was in I was I was experiencing a kind of midnight in my life. Yes. And, and and I learned something. When you're going through, you got to turn to it. That's right. You got to recognize you don't have what you need on your own. If the Lord doesn't open the door, you can't get out of your darkness. Amen. The psalmist, man, he was so powerful. Psalm 46 1. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. That's what we need to remember when midnight comes. God is what? Our refuge and strength. I, I told you earlier, in midnight, many times we lose strength. Yes, Lord. We lose power. Yes. It's that, that darkness that we're in is like putting a vacuum hose against your body and it's drawing all of your strength drawing all of your energy your mind gets clouded mm -hmm. but if you remember that God is your refuge and strength a very present help you're in trouble when you're at midnight and you cannot make it without him so David reminds us that when midnight comes <coughs> yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Midnight's coming, y'all. But what do you have to say about it? Those who are in the Word know that there is power of deliverance in the Word of God. Psalm 120 and verse 1. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord. And tell them, when midnight comes, the Lord will be a refuge 
for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. I'm getting ready to close, but I just want you to hear just a little bit more for your encouragement. And maybe you ought to write it down. Proverbs 3, 3 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. When you're in darkness, you can't see clearly. You can't think clearly. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to thine own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. I, I don't know if you, you caught that. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will what? Direct your path. This is where I'm closing. This is where I'm closing. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are saved. Uh, let, let me say that again because y'all didn't act like you caught it. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are saved. When midnight comes, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. When midnight come, what are you going to do? Trust in the Lord. Call upon his name. Look up. Move up. Don't get trapped yes, by your dark situation. Yes. Look unto the hills from which cometh your help. Yes. For your help comes from the Lord yes. who made the heavens and the earth. I'm done. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are saved. That's what you do yes, when midnight comes. Look, look at your neighbor and say, well, we now know what to do when midnight comes. Thank God that midnight did not come to stay. I got help in my midnight hour. And his name is Jesus. And that name is a strong tower. And because I'm here, I get to run in, and I will be saved. To God be the glory for the strong town. And his name is Jesus Christ. God bless you, family. To God be the glory for the good name that he is to God. Don't be afraid of the midnight hour. Because God is greater than the darkness. Yes. There, there was a, a writer back in the early 90s named Frank Peretti. Wrote a bunch of really good books. Mm -hmm. they, they, they were uh, novels, but they were about overcoming darkness. Yes, Lord. And, and, and the first in the series was called This Present Darkness. Yes. And when I remember reading that book, and it was so illustrative of the demonic world 
that we are dealing with, you could actually see it. He was so good in his description of spiritual warfare. I could see the demons. I could see their talents. I could smell their stinky breath as they were out to discourage every believer. But he said by the time he got to the end of this present darkness, the, the power of God had risen so mighty that the people who the enemy was trying to take down were empowered through the blood of the Lamb. Then he wrote a book called Piercing the Darkness. And I want to tell you, darkness was not made to stay. But you can't pierce it on your own. Frank Peretti, as he wrote about piercing the darkness, he was again reminding us of the power that we have through the blood of the Lamb. You got power. David had power. While he was trapped out there by the lion and the bear, he got power from on high. Yeah. Your darkness will make you think that it's over. Yeah. But I'm telling you, when you lift your eyes into the hill, from which cometh your help, yeah. yes. you will discover yes. that you can pierce the darkest hour with the word of God yes. and the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. May God bless you Amen. and heaven smile on you Amen. and give you peace. When midnight comes, don't give up. Amen. Don't get stuck. Look up, climb up, reach up, pray up, turn to the word of God so that it will remind you that he's your helper in the time of trouble. God bless you. May heaven smile on each of you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, if you're ready, family, grab your uh, communion and let's get ready to uh, share together in our Holy Communion experience. I'm giving you just a moment to grab it, um, <clears throat> and while you're grabbing it, I just want to share a couple of things with you about the Holy Communion experience. First of all, the bread and the wine, which we consider and use grape juice, represent the elements of what we call the Lord's Supper, or what some of you commonly call the Holy Communion.